break, draft, trade. So we did the New Kids on the Block last night. Yeah, all that to have to sit through New Kids on the Block. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know anything about them. I know they had a bunch of hits, and it happens to make that singer sick when he eats Chinese food. I love Chinese food. I am not going to take this type of abuse from you guys. The New Kids on the Block are the mm. best. Hmm. It's funny how the new kids on the block are very old now. They're not kids. <laughs> They're probably in their 50s. Listen, I need you to just take it easy. Mm -hmm. They're the old men on the porch now. <laughs> <laughs> but they are probably one of the few bands that... They don't play any instruments. <laughs> ...got back together, singers, boy bands. How? Nobody knew they existed. Oh, uncontraire. They, trust me, middle-aged women know they exist, and they sell out. They're awesome. We love them. <laughs> like, I love that, like, sexy 40 to 60 range. Sexy 40 to 60 range. I like it. That sounds awful. Don't put that in the bottom. <laughs> yeah, title of the episode. No, put that. I love it. <laughs> right at the front of the intro. Break, draft, trade. <laughs> no, I'm hoping someday this takes off and I won't. I don't have to work anymore because we're all making millions off our podcasts. Podcasts aren't super lucrative. <laughs> no. Listen, Nick, I need you to have the power of positive energy. We're going to make mm -hmm. millions. Yeah. First, you're going to win the Scott Fishbowl. Yeah. I'm stressing. I hate all of these choices. I want to quit. You're going to have 400 people who got through the entire playoffs without getting eliminated and you, assuming you get there. And it's your lineup versus their lineup in a one-week showdown in week 17. All these 400 teams. A bunch of these teams are going to have Brady on these teams if you got there with that. A bunch of these teams are going to have Stafford on their team if you got there with that. So it's how your other players are correlating with what's going on that week that increases or decreases is your odds of winning it all. Not just doing well, being the best team. In normal weekly fantasy football, it's a different logic than trying to find the formula for the very best lineup. Because if you get second best lineup, you're just the first loser. So how can I do that? Well, the little things that push the margins, like typically your RB1 in a week and the quarterback one in a week, not both on the same team. So if you split up your ownership where you don't end up with Akers and Stafford on the same team, you have a better chance of having the QB1 for that week and the RB1 for that week. You decrease those odds by putting acres on your team. So when it matters most that you have the best lineup of 400 people, those little negative correlation things. But also, uh, how many of those teams are really going to be going for acres? If anybody's got Stafford, they're probably also trying to avoid acres. Yep, and that's the same idea behind having a unique roster. Because when you get to that week, if certain people blow up and they're all on your team, your unique roster is the only one that had all those players. If you have a roster that other people have, you're going to end up splitting. So going to win it at all, yeah. having a unique roster, which you do, through four rounds. I've always been the unicorn. <laughs> There's also a real world scenario where they both could blow up in a game. If you reach well beyond ADP, then someone didn't reach, got the same player, and a better player in between. Your team is automatically worse than this team. Yeah. So unless this player is actually going to exceed their value by several rounds compared to where they're actually getting drafted, reaching makes it that much less likely that you win because someone didn't reach. That's why ADP isn't there yet. Now that people are getting him later than that. Everything's okay. <laughs> Please don't make me change anything. I mean, other than the fact that I'm just naturally loud. <laughs> I'm like the loudest person ever. <laughs> it's Clark Kent! <laughs> Clark gets me excited. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Don't make me do technology. Don't make me do stuff. <laughs> and we're doing the same thing we've been doing, only wide receivers, right? No, we're doing tight ends this week. No, we're not. Okay, kickers. I kind of wish we were doing tight ends. That's exciting. <laughs> That's next week. I know, I'm excited for tight ends. You should be. Three, two, one, here we go. Let's get serious. <laughs> no. Welcome back to the Rank Draft Trade Podcast. We are here talking about wide receiver ranks today. Of course, as always, we're joined with three of the best and smartest and loveliest <laughs> fantasy footballers in the business. I use the word mm. lovely. Isn't that nice? It's lovely. <laughs> I'll add that to my Twitter profile. The loveliest. Lovely. <laughs> the loveliest pod, the fantasy football analyst. Analyst? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, guys, I don't, I did not sign up for <laughs> that. <laughs> Speaking of lovely, we have Magic Mike with the lovely hair. All the ladies would be jealous of Mike's hair. It's long and luscious. Oh, <laughs> Mike, say hi. Say hi to all of your fans. <laughs> Hello. The in shower brush is a game changer. The in shower brush. Yes, we discussed that last week. Said the second week in a row. Yeah. It changes your life. I have to bring it up every week now. So if we could actually get something out to the in-shower brush company go. to sponsor this podcast. I don't even know what company it is. It's pink. Who knew? Who it's knew? all plastic. It's nice. I'm a girl and I know nothing about the in-shower hair brush. Oh my I'm god. Gonna... You put you put, your, you put your conditioner in and you let it sit for like 20 minutes or you get like a hair mask. You put it in for like 20 minutes. 20 minutes? I gotta pay for the water. I don't care. Water's cheap. And then you let it sit for like 20 minutes and then you brush your hair while it's wet with the conditioner in the shower and then you rinse the conditioner out. Mike is single-handedly killing mm. the environment. We have so much water. water. It's everywhere. I go, to the, I, 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 I go down the block. There's a whole ocean. What do you mean there's a water crisis? Oh, my word. Yeah. Winning championships with fabulous hair. The RDT podcast. Unfortunately, the, the RDT podcast is not environmentally friendly. No. Yeah, apparently I mean, not. Not when it comes to my hair. Yeah, we no. have priorities. Yeah. yeah. But you can't run the water while brushing your teeth. But the, yes. the brush the hair. Of course you can run the water while brushing your teeth. What? You didn't you never see those commercials? You gotta save the fish. Twenty man. minutes. Listen, Mike's like, I mm -hmm. run all of the faucets. Think of the dolphins, Mike. Yeah. I ca I catch the oh fuck the dolphins. Yeah. There was a dolphin <laughs> living under the bridge at this point. No, there was a dolphin. It was three years. For someone who loves Tua an awful lot, that's uh interesting. Just clip that about like Tua. He's talking about Tua and he just says <laughs> the dolphins. Yeah. He was eating all the fish under the bridge by Smith's point. You couldn't catch nothing. Oh my word. I hope the sharks Mike. got him. Moving right along with our lovely fan fantasy football analysts, we have Clark Kent actually traded in his glasses and cape to become Luke Skywalker today on the pod. Henry St. Clair. Luke, I am your father. Say hello to your fans. Why, hello there. I am your fantasy football father, and uh, we'll be doing things a little differently today. Ooh. Oh my god. I always wanted to be Leia. <laughs> Maybe today I'll go as Leia instead of the queen. Princess. I'll be the princess instead of the queen. Princess noble. Princess noble. Makes me feel a little younger, too. I feel like princesses are the, the young ones. So maybe I'll switch over. And, of course, last but certainly not least, my ride or die, my partner in crime, Nick James. I would have guessed for Henry you would have gone, like, Brees Walker. Because, you know, Skywalker, Ooh. especially if it has two Ys, not good. Ha <laughs> <laughs> 
Ooh. Yeah. I had a problem with that last night. <laughs> I really should figure out some kind of a pun with Watson. That's his boy. <laughs> Not Deshaun, Christian. Christian, but... Christian, I should specify <laughs> that. That's important. Plenty of puns available for the other ones. First names matter. <laughs> Yes, they do. All right. So today we are going to be discussing wide receiver rankings, just like we have in the past couple of pods. We've discussed running backs and quarterbacks. So same fashion. If you haven't listened to those, definitely go back to those podcasts and listen. Lots of good information comparing the different ranks of those particular. What am I? What's the word I'm looking for? Positions. Positions. We're trying new positions. (laughs) That's what she said. Okay. Get to the chase. Cut to the chase. Let's cut to the chase. Get to the chase. Get this party started. So Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson are our top two. Why don't we go ahead and talk that through as far as why we're ranking. Henry, let's start with you. You have Justin Jefferson over Jamar Chase. Yeah, and a big reason for that is it's just two more or one more year of proof of concept where he's consistently done it. He's getting better. Cousins is looking fine. The Bengals for me are hit to are set to regress a lot this season. And they also play against the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Browns may or may not be good this year, but they have Denzel Ward. So you're gonna get a lot of good defenses in that division, six games a year. It's always talked about with the AFC North teams. Whereas Jefferson gets to go up against the Bears and the Lions. I'll bet the Packers are okay, but your favorite team. Yeah, I just like Jefferson's style of play more. Whereas like Chase has Higgins there and Jefferson doesn't really have any competition. But to me, Jefferson is the more complete receiver. Okay. But I have Chase number two. Very close. Super, super close splitting hairs. I mean we all we all have them within like what, like two percent of each other. It's not like there's there's not a huge gap between yeah. them. I, I like Chase more just because he's tied to Burrow for probably longer. I know Cousins has that ridiculous deal yeah. where he's probably there yeah. for at least two years <laughs> he's there in perpetuity they have to extend it every year yeah you know he's eventually he'll have like a 70 million dollar one-year contract I mean, you can't go wrong with either of them that they're they're right there they're gonna go within a pick or two of each other in startups i also have chase there you could probably get more from him for him in trade mm-hmm. nick you want to chime in i gotta quote mike the great papa bear claw in this one that you know if i had to choose between the two of them i'd pick one of them <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I want whoever goes last. Yeah. That's what I want. Whichever one's at a better value. If I had to split hairs, you're forcing me to choose. I'm choosing Chase just barely slightly younger. Both have a chance to be the number one or number two. Mm-hmm. Better chance of being either one of those than any other guys after them. And it's not super close. Obviously, you probably like Burrow more than Cousins, but they're both good QBs. If you look, start looking out in the future, probably Cousins next year, but then who knows after that. Burrow, more of a franchise QB tied to Chase and teammates and all that so when you're splitting hairs between lsu wide receivers i'm going chase but it's just a matter of preference i want to sprinkle in just a little bit of redraft because of the scott fishbowl draft going on in redraft would justin jefferson jump above jamar chase based on having a little more experience he would for me just based off of strength schedule this year Bengals play a first place schedule i think they're gonna have regress to the mean 
from last year. I don't think they're going back to the Super Bowl. And then also, what, Higgins missed a couple weeks and Boyd missed a couple weeks, potentially helping Chase. Then Jefferson gets a new offensive coordinator who passes the ball more. Thielen also missed a bunch of weeks. That's true. And that was the only wide receiver besides him that would have been on the field at any point, really, in that offense. Osborne played pretty well at the beginning of the year, but I definitely hear what you're saying there. Don't the Vikings also have a new offense this year? Yep. Mm -hmm. New offensive coordinator. Might be a a completely different system. Maybe they have a third wide receiver on the field. Things change a little bit. Mm -hmm. Definitely some variables. Either way, they're one and two. Chase definitely has the better teammate score (laughs) as at wide receiver. Yeah, Higgins and Boyd are definitely better than yeah. Thielen and Osborne. Boyd is better than Thielen, I'd say. Amir. Amir Smith. <laughs> I, appreciate, yes. I appreciate the Hawkeye shout-out. You got it. Jalen Naylor as well this year. What was the guy, what was it, Busy Johnson last year that, uh, or two years ago that uh, Jefferson couldn't beat up? Mm-hmm. Two years ago. Yeah, good old Ola B.C. Johnson. Without even looking, I think I have a bigger gap between wide receiver two and wide receiver three than, like, wide receiver three and wide receiver, like, 20, just, like, in value. Yeah, yep. That's a good point. Huge cliff. This is a tier. The guys that will go in the first round of one QBs every time. Mm -hmm. So I have a, I'm looking at the uh, rank draft trade ranking spreadsheet. Iowa's baby. Everybody's baby. I have a really interesting question for Mike. Yes. I'm going to do a would you rather. Okay. Because this is like intriguing to me based on your rankings that I'm looking at. Would you rather CD Lamb or AJ Brown? AJ Brown, hands down. I think he's a better player. I think he's a better receiver. I think he's a better threat. He's going to score more points when he plays. Obviously, there's injury concern there, and there's a quarterback downgrade there, but he doesn't need a ton of targets to put up a lot of points. He can build your week off of three catches, and Jalen Hurts might be the guy to do that. I think CeeDee Lamb was a great prospect. I think people really liked him. I think he could be very good in Dallas, but I really see him more like a like a Terry McLaurin type guy, a guy who's never quite a wide receiver one, but kind of an overdrafted wide receiver two with a lot of high hope. Okay, interesting. Henry, CeeDee Lamb or A.J. Brown? I'll take the uh, wide receiver 19 over the wide receiver 32 last year and C.D. Lamb. How many games did he miss? That's a weird stat. How many games will he miss? It's possible. More than Lamb. I don't know. The uh, That was always my biggest knock on Metcalf for a long time was the neck injury. I was always worried about that. And then A.J. Brown I've always been lower on as a player than a lot of people. I know last year I came into this group and it was Jefferson versus A.J. Brown. You know, who, who do you like in number one? And it was kind of a Jamar Chase Jefferson talk where it was like, they're both really good and I was like, they're not even like in the same tier to me. I think I even had AJ Brown below Lamb last year. Uh, Lamb obviously tied to Prescott as the wide receiver one. Just got rid of Amari Cooper. I really think he'll soak up at least 120 targets this year. I don't think that's an outlandish number. You get, you know, 75, 80 receptions, maybe eight touchdowns. I don't see a way that he's not a top 15 guy. Whereas AJ Brown splitting more with Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard. Obviously the Cowboys have other guys, but no one as good as Devonta Smith for me. And then obviously lower passing volume there with Hurts. Yeah, man, that is definitely a fair point. This is the first time in A.J. Brown's career that he's got, like, a, a legitimate, like, wide receiver two beside him. It's not like it's, like, him and then, like, yeah. some guy that you've never heard of that you're at. Nick Westbrook-Akine. Yeah, yeah, like a guy that you're adding on waivers the week he's hurt or something. It's not like that. I just think the upside with A.J. Brown is huge. Obviously, the the injury concerns and going 
going to the Eagles, but that's the type of wide receiver I still like in that situation. He's a big play guy, not so much PPR yeah. guy. You made that point, and uh, you're gonna be you're gonna be really happy if he tears off a 70 yard slant to the house. But if not, it might be a tough week. That's always been him, though. I mean, that's always been like he, it's always been him. He'll hit you with the you know a, a three seventy five with two touchdown line, and like that that's his week. Yep. Nick, you're a CD Lamb guy. As far as ranking the third wide receiver off the board, I suppose I'm a CD Lamb guy. I like AJ Brown. I know Hertz wanted AJ Brown specifically. AJ Brown is something where you don't have to be an elite passer to make him successful. He does a lot of his damage after the catch. There's the robo knees narrative with AJ Brown where you're a little worried mm-hmm. about that. He's also over one and a half years older than CD Lamb. CD Lamb quietly meeting breakout thresholds if you count like a thousand yard season. Not just like breaking it out like a chase level of breakout. Depends on where you draw the line and then still is linked to like a, a Dak Prescott rather than a Hertz and then who knows next year. For me, it's Lamb and I do like A.J. Brown, but he's... He's farther down for both of us than even the top five. Yeah, but he, he's down there. Now, this group, there's going to be a lot of perspective that goes into it as far as where you rank some of the older wide receivers that are great and the younger ones, but mm-hmm. uh, the combination of the two for me is CeeDee Lamb and that's why I have him at three. Yeah, it might be crazy, but I see A.J. Brown potentially finishing outside of the top 24 wide receivers this year. Like, I don't think that's impossible where it's just the offense goes to crap. They have 16 passing touchdowns and he catches five of them, four of them. Even if he does, he goes into next year at 26 and he's still below like that 27, 27 and a half age. So yeah, still going to have value going forward. So even if you're thinking longer term, you'd have to be thinking further out than like two years to start thinking, oh, I don't know, maybe. So he is a little bit older than Lamb. You get that little bit of extra, but he's not one of the older ones that's due for a fall off in the near future. Got a nice new contract too. Certainly helps. I mean, so did Kirk. Uh, Next wide receiver I want to talk about is kind of an interesting player. Uh, DK Metcalf. Looks like you guys rank him fairly even. Nick and Mike a little lower than Henry. Metcalf is a beast. Um, We definitely saw him have some good games when Russ was out last season. And then Russ came back and his numbers went down given the switch in quarterbacks this season how do we feel Metcalf is going to perform and do we still like him in that four spot four or five DK's numbers didn't go down when Russ went down DK's numbers went down when Russ came back still injured that's what she said that's what I said okay I'm sorry that I misheard it I didn't hear the joke what was it that she said (laughs) (laughs) thank you legitimately asking there you go derailed (laughs) DK Metcalf if you take out all the rookies and sophomores he's the youngest wide receiver and like the top 30 wide receivers Mm -hmm. for that reason i like him other than just being an absolute beast obviously the qb situation is questionable this year but if it's really really bad then he gets a great qb upgrade next year or they trade for like jimmy and that's probably going to be adequate enough he's he's younger than aj brown for example you know just as much
much of a beast without recent injury concerns. So, you know, gotta love DK Metcalf. Who was it we were comparing him against? We weren't. We were just talking about Metcalf. Just, just a general Metcalf mm-hmm. discussion. I'm more of a Met quad person, but Metcalf will do. <laughs> oh my God. Quadzilla. That's AJ Dillon, right? I, I love DK Metcalf. I mean, he's just like a, a big example of like what fall off in Dynasty is. Like, what was it in 2020 when he was having that crazy year? He was untouchable. He was untouchable. He was Jamar Chase level where you couldn't trade for him, where people were taking him early first round in super flex 12 team startups. Mm-hmm. And now he's falling to the fifth, sixth rounds because people are worried about who his quarterback is. Yeah. These are things that happen, and that's why a player is never untouchable to me. I still love DK Metcalf. I love him even more now that he's the greater value. Yeah. I mean, I have him at wide receiver five, and I could probably easily get him as wide receiver 11 or 12 at a startup right now. Yeah, that's what the ADP is right now on sleepers. Wide receiver 12 off the board, which we all agree is a value. We've all got him in top five, mm-hmm. which I told that to someone else the other day. They were trying to trade for DK Metcalf from me, and it was just like low ball offers. I was like, yeah, sorry. You know, I got Metcalf in my top five receiver still, and he's like, oh, he's not even in my top 10. I was like, well, then why are you trying to trade for him? Like, but he's not going in the top 10 in sleeper, so. No, and he's like, it's consistently, even in the drafts, I mean, I'm going to draft with you. He's not going there or there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't necessarily draft specifically in my rankings. I do have to put some ADP thought into it, because where can I get the most mm-hmm. value on my team as the rounds fall? So, me being able to get DK Metcalf later on, when I'm actually finally ready to take a wide receiver, I, I love the value. I don't think it really matters what quarterback he has. He's a huge target. He's going to be the first look on that offense regardless of who's quarterback there and I still think he'll put up a, good, a great season. Yep, and we've seen it with Geno before, and it could happen again. I mean, he's year. usually a wide receiver one with even Lockett quarterback. I don't think it gets worse for him from here. Who we got next, Noble? Because you guys have them ranked pretty close, I'm kind of curious. Uh, let's do a would you rather. Nick, would you rather Metcalf or T. Higgins? So we were saying there that we all have Metcalf in the top five. I'm splitting hairs. You gave me a really tough one, being because I... I have Higgins just above Metcalf, and it's the year younger, also tied to Burrow on an offense that's probably going to throw a whole lot. It's a question, how high do you want to take the first wide receiver that isn't the best wide receiver on his team? And that's where you're at with T. Higgins, where you want to draw that line. You know, I, I waffle back and forth, but as of right now, I just prefer T. Higgins being that he hasn't even crested 24 yet. He hasn't even peaked yet, where DK Metcalf is currently hitting that, and both of them have already proved to be good wide receivers. Henry. Where's the second highest wide receiver to ranked on our list? Is it Tyree Kill? I'm just guessing. We haven't scrolled down here. Tyree Kill is the wide receiver too. Waddle? Like Waddle slash Hill. Is that what it is? Because I think we have Waddle higher than yeah, Hill. Waddle would be the only other real, yeah. real argument there. Yeah, T. Higgins as like our consensus wide receiver what, six? Is, you know, the, the question of being a wide receiver two, I would take Metcalf here. It's only competition is really Tyler Lockett and then a bunch of like seven round dart throws like Freddie Swain and Bo Melton this year. D. Eskridge. Yeah, Dwayne Eskridge is a second round pick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who can't sniff the field. But I like Metcalf as a physical specimen. And oddly, I think T. Higgins is pretty close to him as being a physical specimen. I mean, he's super tall. He's obviously not as jacked, but he's got the alpha build. 
But unfortunately, there's an offense with two alphas in Cincinnati. And, you know, there's not two footballs getting thrown around. So it kind of limits his upside. Wow, T. Higgins is 6'4". Big dude. Yeah, he's, I'm going to say like 6'4", 220. Him and Pittman came out in the same class, and they went like four picks apart from each other. And the Colts had to like trade up to get Pittman. It took him over Jonathan Taylor because the Bengals took mm-hmm. Higgins. And then I think the Colts jumped up like the pick right after them and took Pittman because they're like, those two are the same player to us. <laughs> they're both huge. <laughs> Big dudes. Mike. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely taking Metcalf there. Mm-hmm. Even if Metcalf is not as great as he has been this season with the off-quarterback play, then he just gets an upgrade next year, and then he's tied to a top quarterback in this untouchable 2023 class. It doesn't go down for me there. Higgins, obviously, it's great. And, and just to be clear, like I have all these wide receivers very close. It's not like there's like giant gap. A huge difference. It's not a giant gap between any of this whole next tier of wide receivers for me. They're all very close to me. They're usually wide receivers I don't usually end up getting in startups. I usually end up getting mm-hmm. on my draft strategy. I end up drafting my wide receivers later. But even in trade, all these guys are very close. It is interesting. We still have Higgins, like on average, five picks ahead of sleeper ADP. So Higgins and Metcalf for us are values. Yeah. Even though we're like talking one over the other or talking their weaknesses, maybe we still really like these guys okay let's uh, move into a wide receiver who just got i don't know arguably a quarterback upgrade (laughs) dj moore been a little bit frustrating because of his quarterback situation but we still have him pretty high adp on sleeper is 15 but we have him around the six to eight range who wants to start with dj moore i'll start because i know iowa can finish this one it's one of his favorite players I, I love DJ Moore, and the whole narrative with DJ Moore is let's wait until he gets a quarterback. I mean, he, he was just a great prospect, great wide receiver, and he's just always had trash at quarterback throwing to him. Now we get this huge upgrade, and it's Baker Mayfield. <laughs> huge upgrade, air quotes. <laughs> that, that, that's a little disappointing. I mean, obviously, last year he was injured, so hopefully that, that there's a step up this year. Still really like him as a solid wide receiver, too, and he is still incredibly young, so he does have that going for him. Baker might not be the long-term option there, but still really helpful for DJ Moore. Let's go to Henry. We'll la- we'll leave Nick best for last since this is his boy. I don't know how much of an upgrade Baker Mayfield's going to be. When you look at the production, he had 163 targets last year. I don't even have to look to know that's top three in the league. So the targets aren't going to go up. Now, he only had 93 receptions, probably one of the lower catch rates. So hopefully he gets more catchable balls from a better quarterback. Hopefully he gets more than four touchdowns. But in his career, he hasn't proven to be a touchdown getter. It's been four seasons, and he's never had more than four touchdowns in a year. So unless Baker can throw for 30 touchdowns, which he really has never done, then DJ Moore is going to be another low touchdown guy. I still like him I'm well above ADP, but I don't really see him breaking into wide receiver one territory this year for redraft, that is. I don't know if you heard the sarcasm in my voice when I said their upgrade was Baker Mayfield. The upgrade, yeah. yeah okay, just making sure. <laughs> yeah. The king of sarcasm. <laughs> I mean, it's just also worth noting, I mean, he is still incredibly young, and young. a lot of the guys who are going to be going earlier than him in startups, like your Cups and, and all of them, they're all kind of at like that post-peak age where they're kind of due for a fall-off, mm-hmm. where they're still kind of getting drafted in this redraft mentality where they did well last year, they'll do well this year, or some kind of other false dynasty thing where people think wide receivers last for 15 years for some reason. I don't know who came up with that. They just think that wide receivers last so long, and generally they just take longer to develop 
develop and they last a little bit longer than running backs. It's not like a 15-year thing. It's not everybody's Larry Fitzgerald, Jerry Rice. That doesn't happen. <laughs> My favorite wide receiver one was two years ago, Michael Thomas. And I'm being sarcastic because I never was on the Michael Thomas train. <laughs> but it was one where he became the wide receiver one in Dynasty at like 26 or 27. It's like when he became the wide It's like, where do you think it's going to go from here? It can't possibly go up from the record-setting amount of catches in a season. Yeah. He's not going to break his own record. That's like that's like instead of investing in, in like your IRA, just investing in like beef. Like it's going to expire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nick wants more and more. Yeah. Go ahead. He's chomping at the bit. Yeah, for a long time, it's been like the Lil Wayne song, Go DJ. That's my DJ because he is rostered in 37% of my leagues. He's my most rostered player in Dynasty Fantasy Football. It's not all at the fifth round investment that it takes to get DJ Moore on your team this year. And the biggest knock against him has always been the touchdowns where, like Henry said, it's not only has he not had more than four, he's had exactly four for three years in a row. (laughs) He's also had more than 1,150 yards for three years in a row. And this is with crap quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Now, Baker Mayfield, whether he's a crap quarterback or a shiny turd, I don't know. But odds are it's probably better than Darnold, quote unquote. It's going to be a competition, but you, you probably think that if Baker is any good, he's probably going to beat out Darnold. If he's not beating out Darnold, that's probably more trouble. But DJ Moore is in that a little bit younger than you probably think he is range. You might assume he's like in the 27s. He just turned 25. He's just barely older than DJ Brown. He's not even a year older than DK Metcalf. He's been up here in this top range of wide receivers before it was cool, and he's kind of still sitting there, which is just probably above what others might put him at. Sleeper has him at 15. I have him at 6. So a bunch of my drafts this year, the vast majority, I've been getting DJ Moore as my first wide receiver off the board after getting quarterback and running back early. I'm going to blow some minds and shake up some rankings to help with the listeners here. Michael Pittman Jr. going into his second year in the NFL is, got to do some math here, is six months younger than DJ Moore. That's how young DJ Moore is. He's going into, what, year five? He's a baby. He's only six months older than a guy going into his Mm -hmm. second year. Yep, so sneaky so, younger. Yeah, Pittman's sneaky old. <laughs> I'm going to be the one to ask the question, how how does one end up so young? They just get drafted from a really early stage in college? Especially with wide receiver, it matters a ton with your odds of being good and breaking out is whether you declare early, whether you are so good that you don't have to play your senior season in college to feel worthy to be drafted in the NFL draft, that you declare player early and then also get the appropriate draft capital and whatnot with it. So when DJ Moore comes into the league at whatever it was, 19 or 20 years old, he's going to be a lot younger than Najee Harris who comes into the league at over 23. So you can stay four years. You can have a red shirt year that pushes it out to five years where you're not even getting to the pros until you're 23 or older, like Velas Jones and Kenny Pickett. 25. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. The early declares often the those are that's a signal that this player might be good. Okay. The like youngest example of a wide receiver that we had coming out in a long time was Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm, Juju. He's currently mm-hmm. 25 years old. He'll turn 26 in November, which makes him only five months older going into year six than Michael mm-hmm. Pittman in year two. What is that like? Two months older <laughs> wow. than Vilas Jones? <laughs> yeah, probably. Vilas <laughs> Jones is very old. It is a reason that I've been kind of lukewarm on Pittman. I know he's been kind of 
shooting up boards, but it's like, he's very sneaky old. By the time his rookie contract is up, if they exercise a fifth-year option, he'll be 28. Yeah. I don't know that he's getting a big second contract. I mean, for me, too, I mean, both of us last year, we loved Pittman in startups preseason, where we kind of saw him as a breakout, like, before it was cool, and now his ADP has exceeded his value for us. Hey, Henry. Henry, fun fact, since you know everything, every stat, every everything, I learned something. Do you know when Dalton mm. Schultz's birthday is? Tuesday. On your birthday. Yes! No, Monday. It's my birthday, buddy. See, I knew that. I knew that. And when was my birthday? <laughs> July... Noble G... 11th. 11th. <laughs> oh, July 11th. I'm like, this should be easy. Yeah. Come on. Makes it impossible to forget our birthday. So he, like, immediately became my new favorite player ever. Like, now I want him everywhere. <laughs> Harry Potter stole my birthday. Uh, mm. All right, let's do another would you rather. I like these two, and I'm they're both awesome. I'm kind of curious to see what you guys have to say about them. But, Nick, let's start with you. Are you going Cooper Cup or Debo Samuel? Overdrafted. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically where these guys are at. The oldest wide receiver, one of the oldest wide receivers in my ranks, I have up here at what is like wide receiver eight 29 years old cooper cup someone who i never had the option of deciding whether i should draft him or not because he goes before i would draft him always on sleeper he has an adp of the third wide receiver off the board i wouldn't take him until around the eighth wide receiver off the board which is pretty close to my pod mates here and the group occasionally maybe debo falls a little further than cup still likely going before i'm taking my first wide receiver but i i would slightly prefer cup coming off the best wide receiver one of the best wide receiver seasons ever and still coming back with his same quarterback and it's not like Debo Samuel is like one of the young guys he's 26 and a half he's pretty close to like uh, McLaurin who I like a lot who's just over 26 and a half get a little bit more out of Debo as far as long term but in the immediate cup has no contract things going on which Debo has contract things going on at this point I prefer cup but they're tiered together with a couple other guys here. Uh, Mike, oh. Mr. Papa Bear Claw, you going Cooper Cup or Debo Samuel? Yeah, I mean, I have Cooper Cup ranked four spots above Debo, which is huge. You know, that means like 4%. They're really close for me. Cup's going to be going in like your second round of startups, which is way too early for a 29-year-old wide receiver for me. I mean, as Claire loves this, loves to say, uh, for he was the number one wide receiver last year, and, and this year I'll be betting on the field. I don't think he'll be repeating as that. I, I do like having Cooper Cup as a player on my team in a startup. I'm not going to be drafting him just because of where he's going. He's going in, in that prime running back range for me, quarterback range for me. As far as Debo Samuel, I do have concerns about him. Uh, he had a great year last year, big breakout la- year last year. He had a lot of rushing involved last year. Last year was also the first year where he wasn't hurt for a decent portion of the season. And now going in, it looks like he's going to be losing some of those rushing opportunities. And, you know, maybe he gets hurt again. Maybe that was a one-time thing. At least with Cooper Cup, we've seen it before. He's been a top five wide receiver before in his career. I'd always been hopeful for Debo, but the injuries really kind of like derailed my interest in him. Not as high on him. Okay. Henry, Cooper Cup. 
Debo Samuel. I've got Debo one spot higher than Cooper Cup. I do have Debo right on par with Sleeper ADP as far as which wide receiver rank he is. The hope there is that he, one, gets traded and becomes a clear-cut wide receiver one in a better offense, or two, he just keeps it up in San Fran and that Lance is actually an upgrade over Garoppolo eventually. It is going to be interesting how that quarterback situation plays out. Cup I have almost right there, but the addition to A-Rob, I think he takes a step back and him with wide receiver two, Van Jefferson for some of the year and Odell learning a new playbook. Well, since I have Matt Stafford, I certainly hope that Cooper Cup is getting a lot of completions because then, you know, I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Hey. That means Matt Stafford's doing well. You got Stafford. You don't care who catches the ball. <laughs> yeah, you do. You want Akers to catch a lot of balls. Yep. Sure. Akers. Yeah, yeah, yeah I Akers. wanted to throw to Akers all day long, so that yeah. makes me look really smart. You want, a, you want Akers to have like a quads rookie season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Who do we have next? Oh, my favorite. I love, I dig digs. <laughs> okay. Henry, we got my favorite, Stefan Diggs. I don't know why he's my favorite. I like, you couldn't have paid me to take him two seasons ago. No, three seasons ago. Three seasons ago. Like, oh. literally, he was like the stinky guy in the draft that nobody wanted until it finally was like, I guess I'll take him. And then all of a sudden, yep. he had that amazing year after he got traded. And I was like, give me all the digs. All right. So we got digs, yep. Deontay Johnson, and Jalen Waddle. Who, how are you ranking those three? I'll do a digs, Waddle, and Deontay Johnson. It doesn't look like Deontay Johnson's getting a contract extension in Pittsburgh. Uh, that could be a good thing if he goes to a team with a better quarterback and a better situation than being packed there with Claypool and now the addition of George Pickens. Or it could be a bad thing if he you know, winds up not doing as well. He gets like 150 targets a year at Pittsburgh. I'll take Diggs first with the connection with Allen. It's been awesome. He's I love it. I love it so much. Despite what people will say about Gabriel Davis, Diggs is the only good pass catcher on the team. So he's going to get the vast majority of the highest value targets in the league coming from Allen. And then Waddle in the mid, just because we don't know how great Tua is going to be ever. And then he had a a lot of targets. He broke the rookie record for receptions by a wide receiver last year. And he's going to get fewer, you would assume, with Tyreek Hill coming in there. So it's a bit of a downgrade for him. We all do have uh, Waddle after ADP and Diggs, but only slightly. Yeah, Waddle's a guy that I have to be honest, I don't think I have any shares of. So he's, I have a tendency to ignore people that I don't have any of. Yep. I wish I had more of him. And I really wish I had the Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs stack in Scott Fishbowl. God, I would feel so good about that. But that didn't happen. It doesn't feel great having Jalen Waddle in most leagues right now. Yeah. I do have a bunch of of Waddle right now. I have a lot and it doesn't feel great. I mean, I had him over Smith last year, so I ended up drafting him over in a bunch. And honestly, I don't think it doesn't feel great. Maybe it doesn't feel as great as it did six months ago. Before the two or the Tyreek trade doesn't feel quite as good. He had a fantastic rookie year. It was only overshadowed Mm -hmm. because, you know, uh, what was it? Chase this year had a a rookie wide receiver rookie wide receiver season that's never happened before. And the year before that, Jefferson Mm -hmm. had a a rookie wide receiver season 
person that's never happened before and, and that just kind of keeps happening and we're kind of getting used to that but he's the bridesmaid yeah I, he was just like never the bride <laughs> if there was no chase this year I think Waddle would even be higher I mean he had a great year he stumbled a bit with uh, Jacoby Brissett at quarterback which I mean anybody would he's horrible <laughs> like duh <laughs> uh, he, did, he did a lot better with two at quarterback so I'm still excited about him all right how do you rank are you Diggs Johnson Waddle uh Johnson Waddle Diggs okay Diggs because of age I don't think he's gonna I don't think that Diggs is gonna repeat his 2020 season which he kind of really blew up he still did really well last year but I don't think we're gonna be seeing that again and he's not getting any younger like I said it's not like I have a huge gap between them but if I if especially in a startup I'm kind of drafting that order order Deontay Johnson he's not gonna get a worse quarterback than Ben last year that's not gonna happen Ben was horrible it was just checked out it was his average depth of target like six or seven yards uh, he just wasn't throwing the ball down the field he's probably not going to be a stealer next year they're not going to be offering him a big contract so he'll probably end up going somewhere else and hopefully he sees the same targets and i think the quarterback situation will improve for at least from last year we'll see how Pickett does okay Perfect. Nick, Diggs, Johnson, Waddle, how are you ranking them? I prefer Diggs linked up with Josh Allen, clearly a number one. I'm not super sold on Gabe Davis' breakout. They're cycling in other wide receivers there that are going to be part, and then getting a receiving back in James Cook. I like Diggs, and then I'm not really sure after that. I have him back-to-back with Cup. Oh, Cup, old, 29. Diggs, 28 and a half. So he's, he's mm. super close to that. Deontay Johnson is like the sneakiest wide receiver receiver one in my opinion has been good for a while obviously oh high targets high catches short average depth of target he's just getting pummeled with short targets from ben roethlisberger well you know can he pick it now or trubisky he's still the best wide receiver on that team in my opinion so i i still like him uh jalen waddle set some rookie records himself like you were saying if there was no chase he would have been the best rookie wide receiver he set a record at 104 catches for a rookie wide receiver in a single season. There's a lot of reasons to like Waddle. If there wasn't for Tyreek Hill, I'd have Waddle higher, but going out and trading for him, paying Tyreek Hill makes it where you're divvying up a, a similar argument to like Deontay with low depth of target, but a high target volume, high catch volume. He's now splitting that with Tyreek and they also got Cedric Wilson and franchise tag Gusecki and all these running backs. It makes it where, you know, I love having Waddle on a team. I don't have him on very many teams because I was typically taking like Mac Jones or ETN in the ranges where Waddle was going. But for me, it's Diggs, DJ, as in Deontay Johnson, and then Jalen Waddle. Oh, not David Johnson? Nope, nope, <laughs> not that guy. I thought of a comparison for Deontay Johnson, who he reminds me of in Dynasty career arc-wise. It's Allen Robinson. We saw Deontay Johnson last year with the second most targets in the league at 169. Now, he had 144 the year before, and he was wide receiver 21, and then last year he was wide receiver 8. He's already 26 years old. He's a year older than DJ Moore somehow, which seemed impossible. Now, you'll say Allen Robinson was actually really good with Trubisky, so maybe Deontay Johnson could be good this year with Trubisky, but then we saw Allen Robinson kind of fall off the face of the planet when he got a rookie quarterback. So maybe Pittsburgh goes to Pickett at some point in the year, or Deontay goes gets franchised next year or something weird and then it's Deontay Johnson to pick it I'd be kind of worried if he had pick it. I saw Deontay Johnson working out in the offseason with Mac Jones and it just planted that little seed yep. that if he doesn't get re-signed or something watch him go be Mac Jones wide receiver one next year. Yes yeah, I'd be excited for that. I'd be alright with that. I'd be alright 
it with wherever he goes if he's the one. I mean, I'd love the Patriots. I mean, not really much competition there. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. On his own team, he's not the no. one. Like, he's not a traditional one. No, he's one. not. You know, Claypool is like the traditional one. Really hard to kind of like uh, put that team together last year. I mean, we had Bennett quarterback. He, he's had the noodle arm for years. It's not like he had the sixth most passing attempts of any quarterback last year, which I think helped. It's not like he could really hit a downfield threat like Claypool or something. And now you add Pickens into the thing. It's just right. Deontay's probably not going to be there next year. This is a completely different offense at this point because Ben is not there. Yep. If Ben could have had A.J. Bryant, he couldn't have hit him downfield. It doesn't matter. Like, that wasn't happening. Okay, let's move into our first rookie wide receiver in this list, Drake London. Mm. And let's see, Henry definitely has him the highest. Let's do let's do a comparison to Scary Terry. <laughs> Terry McLaurin, who like I got to be honest, I can't with him. Last year was scary. I'm probably picking Drake London strictly based off of the fact I don't want McLaurin even though I haven't seen Drake London play in the NFL yet, but let's start with let's start with Henry because you're a Drake I have a feeling I know where you're going with this uh drake london or scary terry (laughs) well drake london is almost a complete six years younger than terry mclaurin london is still 20 years of age obviously doesn't have a great quarterback pairing that he's coming into the league with maybe the falcons are awful enough this year they get you know stroud or young next year but he's a physical specimen i mean he's a tall receiver he's definitely an alpha build he ran a faster 40 than i expected faster than Traylon burks he went to the combine and it helped him and burks went to the combine and it kind of killed him comparing him more to terry mclaurin mclaurin obviously getting the best quarterback of his career and carson wentz i know what some people were thinking they're like how is that even possible carson wentz is awful well taylor heineke Alex Smith and a couple other guys. Kyle Allen. <laughs> Kyle Allen. Yeah. And uh, the late Dwayne Haskins, obviously. I would feel comfortable saying Wentz is better than what those guys showed on the field. McLaurin obviously got a huge new contract, which was awesome. He said it was humbling, which I thought was a weird quote because maybe he expected more money, but he still got the bag. Just don't see Washington being great, nor do I see the Falcons being great, but the six years are just the tiebreaker. Well, it probably wasn't Christian Kirk money, so at that point everything's humbling I, okay. Magic Mike. I have a very similar take to Henry. I mean, there's a, the six-year gap, obviously. McLaurin was one of those guys like DJ Moore, like, let's wait till he gets a quarterback. And, and now he has Carson Wentz, which just mm-hmm. sounds exciting. Uh, they had Dotson. Uh, they still got Curtis Samuel there. They had Gibson running the ball. They still got McKissick. They had Brian Robinson. think they're going to get him in. Maybe Logan Thomas comes back. And all of a sudden, there's a lot of mouths to feed on that, uh, that uh, Washington offense, which actually has a running game. So I still see kind of McLaurin as that wide receiver too even though he's got the best quarterback he's had and what's London got well he's got Mariota which isn't fantastic but then he's got Pitts and that whole running back mess whatever Atlanta wants to call that running back room is there and not too many threats there I mean Cordell Patterson was good for a number of weeks last year he, he, league winner yeah, league winner, yeah, winner <laughs> mid season London's the clear number one wide receiver on that team and there's not much else past him besides Pitts so I, I, I see a ton of targets for the guy he's young and 
and maybe he walks into a better quarterback next year and he's got a long career ahead of him. Listen, I'm not going to lie back to Cord Cordero for a minute. I literally thought I hit the lottery with him. He was that player that nobody thought was going to do what he did. And I'm like, I don't know how long this is going to last, but I'm loving it while it's happening. Nope, might be happening again. I think yeah. that was everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nick. Drake London or Terry McLaurin? Apparently, I am the highest of the group. Sleeper Mike <laughs> Henry on Terry McLaurin. Yeah, wow, you are oversleeper ADP by a bit. This is separated by like 1% with this big tier of wide receivers between these guys. So mm. while it might look like it's super high, really, I have them close. And I'm most likely just trying to get whatever the cheapest one in the tier is. Often... That has been like Terry McLaurin, where him or maybe even like Godwin are the cheapest ones as far as sleeper for ADP for what is like our top 20 wide receivers. The guys you can get the little bit, a little bit later than the others. But question is Drake London and McLaurin. I like Drake London to an extent. Wasn't my like wide receiver one in this class. Obviously, he's going to have a sweet opportunity. Not the biggest like over the moon for Kyle Pitts kind of person. And it's it's not like I'm an Olamides Kias fan. Brian Edwards is going to be relevant. So obviously Drake London on the purely volume before you even start adding in talent is going to be relevant. Now how relevant I'm not sure. I really I know that Terry McLaurin is going to be relevant. It just got paid. It's linked up like Henry said. All the positives with him with the best quarterback and whatnot. I prefer McLaurin to London and London slides behind some of the like sophomore and junior wide receivers who are also potential breakouts where I still like him and it's really close but the other ones who are also young and also done it in the NFL I would prefer slightly to London though I don't have any problem with anyone who wants to say with the unseen of London it could be even better than where these other guys who are also young and already proved it are at so you put London higher totally get it it's all really close for me it does look like you have London as your rookie wide receiver one, which mm -hmm. well, it looks like we all have London wide receiver one. You all agree on that. London Bridges. I have the rookies, that is. Yes. Okay. I think he's got the best opportunity. Um, obviously, the highest draft capital. Mm -hmm. He was kind of one of the few receivers in this class that had it all. That was the thing that uh, GM Terry Fontenot of the Atlanta Falcons said about London, why they picked him, is they said, we watched every game of tape of his, and he never ran out of bounds in the entirety of watching the tape. Like, he would catch a ball and he would find the nearest safety and lower his head into his chest every play. He's like, he finished plays, which maybe that leads <laughs> to injuries if you play recklessly, uh, but definitely has the the drive of someone that could be successful, a high motor guy. As long as he isn't Nikhil Harry. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that was a comp for him that some people had up there. He got traded. Yep, he did to the Bears. Seventh round pick. Broken news. 2024 <laughs> seventh round pick. Hey, that's more than I would have given for him. So Maybe not, actually. That's, that's not a bad idea. Pocket change. Bears needed help, for sure. Mm. I got a good one. Okay. I like this next comparison. Both of them just made a, a big move. Uh, both got, went to new teams. Okay. You know what's coming. Oh, uh, man. Uh -huh. Would you rather Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill? That's not what I was expecting. Oh. That's exactly what I was expecting, and the answer is neither. No, 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 no. <laughs> 
you got to pick one. You have to. That was not a choice. <laughs> well, I mean, the reality is neither. I mean, um, the reality is I'm, I'm, I'm taking Adams over Hill. I mean, they're similarly, similar in age. Um, what it really comes down to me, uh, down to for me, is Devontae Adams is just a, a freak at the wide receiver position without being a physical freak like Tyreek Hill is. And as he progresses in age, maybe he lasts a little bit longer. Derek Carr is probably going to throw for more yards than Tua. Probably going to have more pass attempts than Tua. Yes, he's got Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro on the team. So he, he does have a little competition there, but I, I think he'll age a little more gracefully. Not that I'll think he'll last very long, but if I had to pick between the two of them, I'm, I'll go with Adams. And not by a lot. Henry Henry's not picking. He's not picking. <laughs> I would take Devontae Adams if they were both on the board. I'm more likely to get Hill at ADP. I've got him at wide receiver 21 and 22 in favor of Devontae Adams. That's usually the lowest of the group, I believe. The issue is, is they're going from Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. It's like you're not going to have a better quarterback this year. Um, and then Devontae Adams is going to be 30 this year. And Tyreek Hill's what, going to be 29? like 29. Golly. Yeah. It's just like with Waddle there and then Tua, it's like, oh my gosh. I just don't want either of them at all. It's rough. I mean, these are the, these are two guys we've both been moving this offseason if we've had them. I mean, we've gotten decent returns. I mean, yep. I was take. I mean, I, I've traded Tyree Kill pretty much straight up for Ken Walker. Like, yeah, I would do that. A lot of people wouldn't, but I, I'm definitely on that train. Nick? Yeah, I'd trade Tyreek for almost any of the rookie receivers to go and the top whatever. This, top whatever. That's, Nick, what do you... That's pretty vague. What do you okay. doing? Top eight, nine, ten, <laughs> yeah, top ten. This is where perspective really starts showing its face. <laughs> With Tyree Kill and Adams, sleeper ADP, Adams, seven. Tyreek, eleven. <laughs> wow. Each of them are wide receiver twos for us, and they're wide receiver ones on ADP. So we typically don't have to make the decision to draft Adams or Tyree Kill. Uh, Tyree Kill is going to be 28 for the duration of this season. Okay. Where, you know, Adams is still getting up there. We've talked about it before with how many wide receivers has Rodgers made amazing and then left to become nothing. I think Devontae Adams is probably better than that tier of wide receivers we had been talking about, but still a little more pessimism towards him repeating one of the best wide receivers to have in a season. Tyreek Hill saying crazy things like, you know, to a more accurate blah, 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 blah. Better than Mahomes. Just makes me think that he's about to go full Antonio Brown on us. So. (laughs) I think so. He's starting to act that way. I, I don't think that's crazy. Tua is, hey, Tua is really accurate. Yep, yep. It's just he never threw that far, so. Tyreek over the hill at this point, so. Uh, <laughs> I guess my main point is, like, Pittman, Bateman, I want them way more than I want Adams and Hill, and that's crazy to most people. Including Mike. Henry! That's not crazy to me. They're really close. Like, I, I told you, my, my gap between 3 and 20. I know. They're all separated, yeah. It's separated by like seven yeah. percent i mean mm-hmm. they're all really close i mean mm-hmm. when it comes down to it for me for wide receiver like as opposed to any other position in the game it, it's going to be closer to more of a redraft for me just because the position is so easily replaceable and the rankings fluctuate so crazy dk metcalf like going wide receiver one to wide receiver 12 in a year from untouchable to you can get him for a single first round pick from 2023 that's what the position does it does not last as at like a significant amount of time longer than running back. It, it lasts a slight um, longer amount of time than running back because it usually takes longer to develop. Mm-hmm. You can replace any of these wide receivers and lose like, an insignificant amount of points by spending a lot less on somebody further down the list than we 
even gotten. I mean, I've seen Henry win playoff games with Marvin Jones. Yes, sir. <laughs> this is not a position that I'm building my team off of. A lot of dynasty players like to, oh, I like to build my team on wide receivers because they last for 10 years. That, that's not true. They don't last for 10 years and they're easily replaceable. This is not something Marvin yeah. Jones lasts for 10 years. <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald. You know, th this is not what I'm building my team around. These are, this is a position I'm filling in the gaps after I've built the core of my roster that I'm going to work around. See, but you made the point there the wide receivers don't last no. 10 years and Devontae's got to be dang close to 10 years. No, he's not close. To <laughs> I think he's eight. He's eight. Is this year nine? Yeah. Devontae Adams was probably cut before he broke out in most leagues. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. You're probably like a Terrace Marshall situation. He looked horrible. He, no, no, he, he looked like Terrace Marshall and Kill Harry awful. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how bad he looked. Like, he was absolute trash. People were cutting him. They had already given up on him before he had broken out. To Mike's point, T.Y. Hilton, 32, still can't find a home. Julio. Yeah, Julio. And Le'Veon Bell has hung it up to pursue his boxing career, starting versus <laughs> Adrian Peterson. Oh, my God. That is a train wreck. Yeah. Yeah. It's at, like, July 30th. It's coming up. AP's going to whip him like a child. Stop it, <laughs> That doesn't make it. Uh, that, that probably does not make the cut there, but I've got money on AP for sure. Yeah, I, I would just love to know where people are thinking their wide receivers are playing till 32, 33, because I see it so often in, in, in chats and forums and leagues where, where they just... You got chased for 20 years, man. Yeah, yeah like... like <laughs> When have you seen that? Like you've seen like two players do that ever. Like it's not happening. This is this is not yeah. the norm. We can't just. This is not a position that's like a quarterback where it's like all of a sudden, oh, 15 years we're set. No, that's not the case. I mean, you're, you're five to seven. You're like a running back position. Five years. It, that's what you got. That's your peak period, and then it's over. Then you have Julio Jones, who you couldn't, you know, trade Fab. Who you couldn't get Fab for. I mean, <laughs> that's what we're. That that's the wide receiver position. I, I think it's just overblown how long they last. Mm -hmm. The Rams need to. Uh, offer Julio and OBJ the same contract and see who signs it first. Julio would sign it in a heartbeat. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if L.A. is somewhere he likes to be. I don't think he cares where he wants to be. If he had a chance to be for a Super Bowl <laughs> contender, he would do it. That's that's fair. That's fair. Henry, are you picking Sky Moore or Tyreek Hill? What? <laughs> I'm just going to guess that I have Tyreek Hill higher. I can't see my ranks, but I'm going to guess a Sky Moore is. No, no, no. I just want you to tell me who you would pick. I don't care about the ranks. Ty Tyreek Hill. You would? Okay. Yeah. I mean, Tyreek yeah. Hill is definitely worth more than an early second round pick in a 12-team Superflex League. Yeah, he's worth way more than a late fourth round pick. Or a late first. <laughs> yeah, um, your choice. Your choice where you take Sermon. Vaughn. Hate to be the voice of reason. Let's move on from that lovely discussion. Lovely is the word of the day, by the way. Mm, lovely. Discussion of Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams. Um, I kind of skipped over Chris Godwin. I shouldn't skip over Chris Godwin. Uh, he definitely needs to be discussed. Chris Godwin is what? ACL and MCL injured currently. Ouch. Which is better than just ACL. Allegedly. It is? Yeah, it's better for recovery. Okay. Well, congratulations, Godwin. It's like if you partially tear your Achilles versus like just ripping it all the way off. It's like you actually want it all the way off. Yeah. And letting it just heal. Okay. Gods don't lose. All right, great. You do that with your fingernails? Two injuries are better than one. <laughs> so we've got Chris Godwin and Trey Elon Burks. Pick up on the hint. Thank you, Nick. Always has my back. Yeah, that was a good one, Noble. Yeah, that's a really good one. Thank you. Thank you. I thought of that all on my own. No help. <laughs> 
I like it. You're so creative. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Yeah. I was reading your mind, Nick. Yeah, no pointers there. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, Nick's job is to make me and everybody else look good, and he does such a slamming job. I spend hours to look good. Oh, Mike, you wake up like that. Stop <laughs> I, it. I, I actually do. I could look like this in three minutes. <laughs> Nobody likes a bragger, Mike. Always bragging about the hair. <laughs> Enough with the compliments here. Moving back to wide receivers. Chris Godwin, Traylon Burks. Who would you rather? I feel like, well, I feel like I know the answer to this, but Nick, you haven't spoken a little bit. Let's hear from you. Who are you going? Chris Godwin, Traylon Burks. So I'll start by saying we all have them back to back. Sleeper ADP would prefer Burks by several picks. As far as a group, they prefer Godwin by a couple picks. For me, I just barely prefer Godwin to Burks. I think by the end of the season, you're going to love Chris Godwin. He is everything you could ever want in a wide receiver other than being recently injured yeah he's under contract till after 2024 so till 2025 now like his girlfriend and him like had some like old text messages about how he like said this day was going to happen and he's been working for it since he was 12 and whatever i don't know there's some big story about it he's like i'm gonna make you my wife or something to his high school sweetheart it was like a really nice thing about like a 16 year old that like had his life planned out he's like i'm gonna win a super bowl and then i'm gonna sign a huge deal and then i'm gonna propose and marry you and we're gonna have kids and now it's like all coming to life is Godwin, yeah. Oh, he just joined my favorite players with Schultz. My favorite player, like one of my favorites, has to be Jarvis Landry. If you don't know the Landry story about his high school sweetheart, I mean, tears will come down your face. Oh, I'm going to have to look that up. It was like he was struggling in math and she offered to tutor him and she was a cheerleader and he was captain of the football team and they start dating and she coughs all the time and he's like, why do you cough? And then her family would get to help her or whatever. She didn't really talk about it. She had cystic fibrosis. Oh. <gasps> Oh, I just got goosebumps. I think they got engaged or something, and then she wound up dying six months later, and now he still gives back to the Cystic Fibrosis Fund and the charities and puts on football events with the kids and stuff like that. Oh, my God. Isn't that a Taylor Swift song? (laughs) Sounds like it. Uh, How old is Chris Godwin, Henry? 26 and a half, just off the top of my head. I don't know, 27-ish. I would agree agree with that off the top of my head. Yeah, older than DJ Moore. Yeah, older than DJ Moore (laughs) and possibly... Sounds like everybody's older than DJ Moore. Possibly (laughs) younger than Velas Jones. Yeah, just barely younger than Debo, younger than McLaurin. Yeah. Sounds what, 26-ish and a half-ish? No, Najee's actually younger than him, isn't he? Yeah, older than Madison. Yeah. All right, so... All right, anyway. Oh, yeah, back to Nick. Yeah. We had this heartfelt moment. Yep, here we go. So, gods win, mortals lose. God wins this matchup with Traylon Burks. Sucks to his Asmar. Wow, okay. Summing it up. Fair fair enough. (laughs) Moving right along. (laughs) Are we good with Godwin and Burks? We don't want to talk anymore? I've got Burks over Godwin. He does. Oh, Henry didn't get to do his. Nobody else. Well, Mike isn't good either. Only only Nick talked and we talked about Taylor Swift songs. (laughs) (laughs) But I... I do have Burks slightly over Godwin and here's the argument that I'll lay out is who's Tampa Bay's quarterback next year now that Godwin's under contract for three more seasons there. I don't know. Maybe Kyle Trask? Probably not. You know, who's Traylon Burks quarterback? Maybe Hannah Hill, maybe Willis. 
Is Burks any good? Maybe. Has he looked bad in camp? You betcha. Does he have asthma? Sure. But he's the wide receiver one there, and Robert Woods as well. Whereas Godwin, we haven't seen him come off the ACL, MCL, and then the quarterback change maybe happening. He's getting old. They both have kind of question marks to me of how good they're going to look on the field this year. But Burks being, what, four years younger at least, it's just enough for me. I could see that argument. Godwin could easily be a top wide receiver one. But not this year. Probably not this year. Probably not this year. He'll, he he could still have a decent finish. I mean, he's probably not going to be a wide receiver four this year. I mean, that's unlikely. He's going to recover a bit. And then next year, we'll see what Tampa does. I mean, last year, we didn't really have a lot of teams with a heavy need of quarterback. Maybe we see some moves. I doubt Kyle Trask is the quarterback at Tampa next year. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's probably also not going to be a high rookie pick either. So they're going to end up trading for somebody or signing a free agent if there's one available. Jimmy G. Yeah, I hope not. Back to replace Brady once again. Henry's favorite. But even so, I mean, God, Godwin that, is like very... Next to I mean, it's like Michael Thomas. He could be a slant king. He can take the short routes, take a ton of targets, uh, and still make a great game out of it. Also like Michael Thomas, who was kind of older when he got injured. If he comes back, I don't know, at earliest, what, week six? It's like you're getting 10 games of Godwin with Brady, and then you're getting three years of uncertainty. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't sound a whole lot worse than the 17 or 18 games of Burks with Ryan Tannehill and Robert Woods next to him for the first time. Tennessee having two wide receivers on the same on the field at the same time, and then and then maybe Tannehill's gone, maybe it's Malik, maybe it's somebody else. We, we have no idea. I mean, it's a similar situation. I think Burks and Woods could be kind of like A.J. Brown and whoever the old guy was that he took the place of. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy. I have no idea. I can't remember. I remember him, that guy. Who was that guy? <laughs> what was A.J. Brown's rookie year? That had to be in 2019. Yep, that's correct because I drafted him in the middle of a startup in, forget, the first half 2019. A.J. Brown. He hadn't broken out yet. He started slow. Not yet. I think Woods could be Corey Davis for Burks being A.J. Brown. I don't know. Uh, Corey Davis wasn't actually very great. Robert Woods. Is Robert Woods. Robert Woods is very, very good. <laughs> Good, but not great. When he was on the Rams and coming off an ACL as well, right? So nah, he, he was very good a lot of, for more than just the Rams. But yeah, he had the Bills. It took him a couple years, yeah. and then he did okay. A very he's he would have been the best wide receiver that AJ Brown played with. Yeah, if yeah, I'm for looking sure. forward a year, just based off past production, you think first round pick Traylon Burks is probably going to be worth even more than he is now next year, if not the very same. You would hope. Yeah, I mean that's what happened with the receivers last year. I mean even look at like Bateman before Marquise Brown got traded. But he, he looked good in, like, three games. And, like, all of a sudden, like, all rankings, like, not just us, but, like, even if you went on to, like, the Keep Trade Cut website or you looked at other Dynasty rankings, he went up and did nothing. So that's kind of just, like, that second year for the wide receivers. They kind of just always go up. Mm-hmm. So, like, we talked about the older guys, like Cup, Diggs, Adams, Hill, who are all, like, 28 and a third or older. By next year, when these guys are 29 and 30 and and they fall out of what would be top 12 ranks. The premier guys who are right at prime, one of those guys I think would be Godwin. So he has a chance to be like in everybody's top 12 next year if he comes back at the end of the season and he's fine. You have the risk. Still going to be a quarterback question. Mm-hmm. You have yeah, the I mean, risk like of quarterback. You have the risk of setback with injury. He's younger than a lot of these older guys who we take before him and obviously the injury has discounted him some, but he was been my favorite guy for a couple of years right there with like DJ Moore 
in previous drafts. Now, obviously injured, he's much lower in price tag. He could resume his previous value once returning healthy, especially with the little, we haven't ruled him out for week one. Everybody with a brain probably knows that he isn't playing week one, but yeah. that's a lot better than the in the update that says, hopeful for midseason. Who knows? Unknown, return date unknown. Yeah. Like hopeful for week one means if it's pup and then six weeks in, he comes back and he's good to go week six or week seven or something. You know what I mean? Or at least that makes you more hopeful for that kind of an outcome. So it seems like the news is a positive for him eventually being worth something. And as long as you're one of the top half teams in the league, by the time you get to the playoffs, you just need to be one of the better teams, if not the best team, weeks 15, 16, and 17. So Godwin can be one of those players that gets you there and then has value in the future. Hey, Godwin's also probably one of the guys that if he does well this year, he kind of just exceeds where I would be able to draft him next year. Yeah, I'm surprised he's going so late on sleeper. I mean, I, we've all got, I've even got him higher than Mike in Iowa. I just happen to like Burks more. Godwin this year could be awesome. Gronkowski retired. AB gone. They do sign Russell Gage. I think he is our consensus highest wide receiver two as well. Or second highest wide receiver two. We have, oh, we're basically out of time, so we need to wrap this up here. Yeah, so. just real quick, like I okay. would really love to continue wide receivers because this isn't even the point where I start drafting wide receivers in a startup. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't even have a wide receiver yet. Most yeah, like at, this, at this point <laughs> in the draft, I still don't have a wide receiver. Like I love that like sexy 40 to 60 range where I have to fill my team in with guys who have the... Sexy 40 to 60 range. I that sounds like awful. It. Don't put that in the bottom. <laughs> yeah. No, put that. I love it. Title of the episode. Right at the front of the intro. <laughs> I like that range of guys that nobody wants to take where people are taking bad running backs. Nobody wants to touch them. Where I'm getting wide receivers that could finish high end wide receiver too for nothing. So we can mix that in with tight ends that aren't going to go nearly as long as what the other positions are as far as touch on the tight ends of relevance that uh, need mentioned here. Yeah, let's yeah. touch on the tight end. Yeah, we need to, we need to get into like Shark and Galladay. Okay. All right. Let's finish out wide receivers in this tier with Michael Pittman and Rashad Bateman. Mike, let's start with you. Who would you rather, Pittman or Bateman? Bateman by a, by a, a clear one percent again. <laughs> I have these guys very close. I mean, I have them two separate in like my actual numerical rankings. Bateman clear cut one in Baltimore. Uh, big time competition in like Devin Duvernay and James Roche and maybe Thielen Wallace. You know, not not much going on there besides uh, Mark Andrews. Obviously, it's a run-first team, so not a lot of passing going on. But Marquise Brown looked great there last year. He was, you know, like one of those guys two years ago who you could give away, and then all of a sudden he broke out. Now he's worth a ton, and then he goes to Arizona. Bateman was a guy our entire group had very high. We liked him, you know, in, at the end of the first round where most people weren't taking him until the second round last year. We loved his profile. Pretty sure Nick said if a wide receiver was made in a lab for Lamar, it would be Rashad Bateman. And now he's the guy there. Yep. He runs all the routes that Andrews runs. That's why he matches <laughs> Lamar so well.
now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, he's on the same team as Lamar, so they do kind of overlap some of that. But yes, absolutely, Bateman yeah. being a sweet match for Lamar. Yeah, it's not that I don't like Pittman. Not that I don't like Pittman. I, I loved Pittman last year at his value to be a breakout, and now all of a sudden he's kind of like exceeding where I want to take him as where he's worth as a wide receiver, possibly a downgraded quarterback from Wentz to Ryan. I know that sounds crazy. There's the name in the headlines factor, and right now a lot of people are loving it, like a Pittman breakout and a Bateman breakout to an extent. As a pod, we barely have them separated. Each of us have them separated by no more than a couple, three guys, all in the same kind of similar range. I was taking Bateman, like you said, at the end of the first round. I was willing to have him over Waddle and Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith looks smart now. Waddle, maybe not as much. Preferred Bateman for a while. I've liked him a lot uh, all the way back to like Minnesota. So I would split the tie here with Bateman, but both of these guys are two of the younger guys that were on like sleeper ADP. It's like 16 and 28, and I have them both top 14, 15. Pittman closer to like what sleeper wants, but Bateman being a value with sleeper ADP. I mean, Bateman's a huge value for all of us. I mean, even though I'm lower on uh, some of those guys than you are, I, it's still like eight spots I'm getting a value at him. That ADP's got to be off. I mean, wide receiver 28, and he's the wide receiver one in a position where Marquise Brown just kind of killed it. Yeah, that ADP does seem low for I've seen him go, but I have seen Pittman go exceptionally high. Well, it's Sky Moore, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams that are pushing Rashad Bateman down in ADP because rookies are posted up high. Yep. Yeah, I've seen Michael Pittman go over DJ Moore. I've seen Pittman go over some yeah. crazy. I saw him like what that that recent draft, like the fourth or fifth or something. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, he's going pretty high. He was like the wide receiver seven. <laughs> We'll talk more about these wide receivers in the later episodes, but I know Noel has mm. one more question for us. Oh, no. Yes, yeah, so to, to round out our wide receiver discussion for the day, and we'll, like Nick just mentioned, we will continue our wide receivers because we've got some sexy, to quote Mike, <laughs> some sexy wide receivers coming up in our next 24 plus. I would like to know who we haven't discussed today in your top 24, maybe not so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> wide receivers that you would like to mention that we have not discussed. Henry, let's start with you. Who is a wide receiver you have in your top 24? Oh, yeah, that, that's right. That's the right range right there, Nick. <laughs> yeah, over 24. Coming in at wide receiver 20, we have the best receiver the Green Bay Packers have had since Jordy Nelson and Christian Watson. Oh, Henry with his <laughs> favorite football team. I've got him one spot over Devontae Adams. I believe the Packers went out and upgraded a wide receiver this offseason. Um, another MVP for Aaron Rodgers. Maybe even a Super Bowl MVP. Oh, I'm about that. I like it. Christian Watson for a thousand yards and ten touchdowns. That's it? Locking it. At, at minimum. Minimum. Well, minimum. Okay. Shooting low. Any others in your top 24? Oh, yeah. Jimmy Jamison Williams, Chris Olave. Ayuk right on the outside looking in. Really like him compared to ADP. Nick, who's your guy, top 24, we haven't mentioned yet? 
that you just have to have top 24. Let's see, we just barely touched on Burks, who he, he makes it in there at 20 for me. After him, it's uh, several of the rookies with like Garrett Wilson and Olave. I like both the Ohio State wide receivers. I waffle back and forth between the Jets wide receivers, which one I'm gonna end up liking more. I like them both pretty similar, similarly, and I'm giving Garrett Wilson the tie, but uh, I also like Chris Olave because I'm not convinced Michael Thomas is super healthy, Landry is old, and then it's Marquez Callaway, and who knows. So I kind of like Olave, but the last one who makes my top 24, Cortland Sutton, which is... Ooh, the guy that I wanted so bad in the fishbowl, and he this went. Is tilting a little bit where you sacrifice future for what is going to be current now production. I just think there's just such a good chance that him and Wilson form into an awesome combo, and like, you know what one leagues last year was gambling that Cup was going to be okay when he wasn't even like the guaranteed wide receiver one for that team. Mm -hmm. Getting him, Sutton could be that guy where he's like, is it Judy? Is it Sutton? He could be that guy that he's not even 27 years old yet. He'll be going into next year younger than Tyreek is going into this year. So it's not like he's super mm -hmm. old, even though he's starting to get up there. Uh, Sutton would just barely crack my top 24. All right. I like that comparison between Sutton and Tyreek. That might be one to look at. I also do have Garrett Wilson in my top 20. I didn't even see him because I'm so high. <laughs> Yeah, Garrett Wilson, number 17. That's it for me. Mike, you can finally go. I guess I'll talk about guys you guys didn't really mention. I'm going to go with uh, Devonta Smith, Brandon Ayuk. Brandon mm -hmm. Ayuk looked fantastic after he got out of the doghouse in San Francisco last year. I I'm not going to pretend to know what happened those first couple of weeks, but then all of a sudden he was just solid. Still put up a decent season. If you put that whole season over those games where he just didn't see the field, it, it would have been a lot better. I think people are really, really low on him right now. I sleep Brady. P38. I, I, that's much too low. I got about 24. That's a huge value for me. Devonta Smith. I know people AJ Brown coming in. Jalen Hurts can't pass. He's not accurate, but I, there's a real world scenario where you put actually two solid wide receivers on the field for Philly and Jalen Hurts complete passes. I mean, it's not going to just be Devonta Smith and Quez Watkins and Jalen Rager and whoever else they can roll on the field. They actually have two solid receivers there, plus Goddard. Decent running back team there. So I think there's a real scenario where those where that team actually kind of progresses passing wise and there can actually be two solid wide receivers on that team. Devonta Smith was really talented. I know we all knocked him ball for being too skinny, but he, he did play very well last year. Yeah, he was he was Nick on the field and he still put up numbers. All right. Well honorable mentions are all good for the not so sexy sexy top twenty four. Pretty excited to hear who our sexy wide receivers are in the middle of the pack. So definitely tune in next week when we discuss those wide receivers along with one of my favorite positions, the tight ends. Noble, what's your favorite top 24 receiver this year at value? Oh, Nobody God. ever asked you a question. Amara St. Brown. Amara St. Brown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> top 24 at value. Amara St. Brown. In her top 24. <laughs> Wide receiver 62. Yep. That I'm guy. just proud your answer wasn't Miles Gaskin. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was literally just going to say, can I pick Miles Gaskin even though he's not a wide receiver? <laughs>
<laughs> because I just dawned on me I hadn't mentioned him. <laughs> no, you did. Don't worry, we got it in. <laughs> He's literally the Where's Waldo of the podcast. Like, I'm going to start putting up on Twitter, at what minute in the podcast did I mention Miles Gaskin? We'll make it a game. Most of them. <laughs> minute 192. <laughs> minute way too many. Yeah. All right. Well, as always, we thank you for tuning into the Rank Draft Trade podcast. We hope that you found our information today informative. You can find me on Twitter at NobleG underscore FF. I do want to mention I've been trying to keep up on my Scott Fishbowl drafting, been trying to post how I'm doing with that. So if you want to keep up with me there for the fun of it, even though I'm having wicked draft anxiety, you can find all that information on Twitter. Henry... Mr. What were we going to call him? It's not Skywalker. He's Brees Walker. <laughs> Brees Walker. Brees Walker. <laughs> Mr. Brees Walker. Where can they find you? You can find me on the streets sometimes outside <laughs> Street of bars. Walker. <laughs> Street, Street Walker. Street Walker. That means hooker in Indianapolis. We probably shouldn't do that. It's like I'm a night walker. I think that means uh, a zombie in some. This is where we put in the only fans or fans only. I always get that backwards. Only friends. Streetwalker Henry on yes. OnlyFans. <laughs> no, after that comment, we're full on OnlyFans oh, or fans only. There's no friends. Yeah. <laughs> Where can they find you, Henry? Yeah, well, they can find me uh, on Twitter at ClairvoyanceFF and on the Sleeper app at Clairvoyance. Mike, Papa Bear, Magic Mike, Mr. Sarcasm. Where can they find I'm you? On my porch having a cigarette, drinking a beer. <laughs> True story. Probably doing too many startups or eating really good food oh man you have no idea <laughs> mike is such a foodie i am i made such great crab and shrimp the other day that was like two days ago oh, yesterday i cheated and had taco bell Ooh, i almost had taco bell well my, my wife doesn't eat taco bell so if she's not going to be home that's my opportunity <laughs> you can find me on twitter at underscore papa bear claw that's twitter it's a little birdie app that's what claire calls it <laughs> and on sleeper just papa bear claw i'm on sleeper at noble g 7-eleven by the way just like the Slurpees. 7-Eleven. I hope everybody got their free Slurpees on my birthday. You're welcome. I didn't because I'm not 11. There's a consolation prize open 24-7. 24-7? You got me open like a 7-Eleven. Yeah, not to 7-Eleven anymore. Who's saying that? I think I might have seen them at the New Kids concert. It might have been the New Kids. No, it was either like Salt and Pepper. They were Salt and Pepper was there. Salt and Pepper was there? Yes. What is this? It gets worse. And En Vogue. What about Tag Team? I don't even know who Tag Team is. Ugh. No. No, it was En Vogue, <laughs> Salt and Peppa, and get this. Now, this was funny to me. It was... Get what? You guys aren't even going to know who this is, but Rick Astley. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Never going to give you up. <laughs> I'm never going to give you up. Oh, Henry! <laughs> I you yeah. be like, who? How are you going to rickroll people without knowing who oh, Rick Astley is? Oh, she's so old, she doesn't know that that's an internet thing. Yeah, she doesn't know what rickrolling is. Oh, man. No, I have no idea what that is. What? what? Does he sing the song, Never Gonna Get You Out of This Podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never gonna get, never gonna get, never gonna get you out. Never gonna get you out of this podcast. You guys, he sang that song, I think, three times, because he only has, like, four that's, hits. That's all he has. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, 
like, no, please don't make us do it again. No, he did. He's just rickrolling you. <laughs> he loved it. He was like flat out school teacher with white. He was in a black suit with white sneakers. I was like, this is this is bad. Like new kids. You didn't go to a new kids concert. You went and got rickrolled four times in a row. And didn't know it. <laughs> no, man. It was it was like they were scraping the bottom of the barrel on that one. They've had some good ones. That one I was like, I don't know if I get this one. Anyway, Nick, let's get them out of this podcast. Where are they finding you? Where are they finding this pod? Nick, where we find you? Besides shaking your head on screen. You can find me at Iowa in the NFL on Twitter. I'm basically a noble stan account right now as she goes through the Scott Fishbowl. <laughs> a noble in the pod stan account, as that is the vast majority of my content. If you're trying to find me, you probably can't. I'm in the lab producing uh, either of these podcasts. With a pen and a pad? Yeah, pad. What I had for dinner tonight was, you know, Rank's podcast and Stella Artois. <laughs> Nick, we do appreciate all of your hard work because without you, none of this would be happening. So it does not go unnoticed. You are amazing, awesome. I don't say it enough. We don't say it enough. Thank oh, you for great. all you do. And you can, uh, you can call or text them at 570-867-5309. Is that the real number? No, 8675309. 8675309. Time. We had to get the song in. <laughs> if you ever go to a grocery store or a store and you need a phone number for the loyalty program, just give them whatever area code you're in plus 8675309. Works every time. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, you, you want to talk to corporate? Well, let me sing you a song. <laughs> I love it. All right. As always, I don't even think I introduced myself in this podcast. You did three times. I am the queen. Yep. Noble G. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't princess. say my name. You were Princess Organa. Princess. <laughs> no, I said I wanted to be Princess. Leia, I didn't say who I actually was. Well, I was naming you. I'm sorry. It's Noble, your girlfriend forever. Yeah. <laughs> From 7 to 11 p.m. Nick can't get rid of me, whether he wants to or not. I'm never going away. I haunt you no. in your sleep. And, and you know, I just wear the Clark Kent glasses today. Oh, and you didn't say anything. Oh, I missed it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Papa. That's right. I'll wear different glasses. We still have Clark, we have Skywalker, Streetwalker, Breeze Walker, and Clark Kent. So he's a Jedi, a hooker, and then what were the other things? A zombie, I think, is a Nightwalker. There you go. Kind of. A zombie. Impressive, Henry. Yeah. I don't want to be a night walker because that doesn't sound like a zombie. Better than a white walker. That's oh, for sure. that sounds like a zombie. That sounds better. Mm, kind of a zombie. Typically, our intro is where all the fun is happening. Today, it's going to be in the outro. Speaking of <laughs> outro, we're out. Oh, it's time for bed. Let's get these people out. Yes. There's your end. Cut it. Snip. Done. Later. Good night. Oh, no. You didn't say rank draft trade. Rank draft trade. All right, now we're good. We forgot all the things. Oh, and we didn't say Cheesco. Oh, I hope we made all your fantasy dreams come true. I almost didn't say it. What about my fantasy dreams? My dreams. <laughs> yeah, what about Cheesco? Cheesco. We didn't say Cheesco this time. He said that we always say his name, but we didn't this time. Well, I'm still recording, so we'll just have Cheesco in there with me saying it. Just All like right. say Cheesco seven times, so we'll be good. We covered Cheesco, it. Cheesco, Cheesco. It's like Beetlejuice. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, he's in my living room. Cheesco. Cheesco! <laughs> we never forgot.